Hello and welcome to Crosswalk Church. I'm Dan from one of the teaching pastors here, and I'd like to welcome you to our message, and specifically this one, we're starting a new message series called Life on Mission, and our theme for today is the missionary's message. But before we get started, I, I just want to share with you some of the, the background of this series. And some of it can be seen in the graphic that's behind me. Uh, it's an individual on a road just trying to figure out which way to go ahead and, and the mountains kind of that, that need to be crossed uh, in the background. And what is the way? Where am I going with my life? And as we think about this message series, that's going to be something I ask you to think about is the purpose of your life, where your life is going, and, and how you get there. And now as you think about that and you think about the theme, Life on Mission, maybe think for a moment, I'm going to give you a couple pictures. One of them is Mission Impossible. So whether you are, are someone who knows Tom Cruise as the Mission Impossible person, Or you remember like you're ancient and you remember it when it was on TV. North Trail's closed. Oh? What about the East Trail? Yeah, but only till twilight. Let's go, kids. There was always a part at the beginning of that, the, the movie or the TV show, where it would be your mission, if you choose to accept it. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. And then always the, the mission that would explode within 10 seconds or whatever it was. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. But it was always this opportunity that was given. Do you want to do this mission or not? You see, if, if it starts with the, the, the person who's doing the mission, doing their own mission and doing what they want, we call that a rogue agent. And that is all we are gonna say about that. Okay. And that is not what God is talking about, but when we live life on mission, we recognize that it is God who, who gives us the mission, and then as we look at it, we, we are we going to accept it or not? Are we going to do it? Is it important or isn't it? And just like in Mission Impossible, a lot of times those are missions that save the world. That the mission we're talking about, the mission that God invites us to join him on, is not only life-changing but also eternity-changing at the same time. So that's the first part is recognizing, okay, this is a mission that is given to us. The second part of this that I, I, I would like you to think about is something uh, that my father-in-law told me. And my father-in-law is an attorney, he's a lawyer, and uh, he said to me once, I, I, I still remember this, he said, Dan, for you as a pastor, when you write a, a sermon, it's just like for me as a lawyer when I'm going to, to win a case. And he said, the most important thing that you have to do in a trial, or in a message, or as we live life on mission, he said this, he said, if you cannot state your purpose, if you cannot state your case in one sentence, you can't prove it in three weeks, or you can't prove it in, in 20 or 30 minutes of a message either. 
And so that's what I want you to think about. And, and the first question there is, what is the purpose of my life? You need to be able to answer that in one sentence or two sentences maybe, or as you live it out over 20, 30, 40, 50, however many years, you still won't be able to answer that question. And that is why this message series is so important, is that, like in the graphic, it gives us direction. It, it lets us know what is the next step that I take in order to live out the purpose that God gives me in my life. Where we are going to start today is in Romans chapter 10, verse 1, and I'll start by reading it. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Now, if you were to go back and look at the book of Romans, it's the Apostle Paul writing it. Romans chapter 8 is gold. That, that's where it talks about there is no condemn. It starts out by saying there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to talk about how God works in all things uh, for his people and how the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Uh, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. So it's all of these promises in, in Romans chapter 8. But then at the beginning of chapter 9 and the beginning of chapter 10, what Paul is saying is it breaks his heart that the people to whom Jesus went to and, and the, the, the people from which he came, the Israelites, did not accept this message of Jesus. And so the words again here, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites, and really it's a prayer for all people, but specifically for them, is that they may be saved. And saved, oh my goodness, saved is such a church word, isn't it? When, when you think about that of, of maybe, you can even picture like a, a Christian or born-again Christian coming up to you and asking, are you saved? Uh, and even that, what does that mean to be saved? And so to help us in, with the start of this is the first fill-in, and that is Jesus' mission in his life was a rescue mission. So it's a rescue. And so the, the, there's the passive of that, that, that you are going to be saved. And when I think of this, when I think of having to be saved, uh, I, I've already said this before, I think, in other messages, I watch too much Deadliest Catch, okay? I, I just do on the Discovery Channel, and my wife and I are in the midst of watching every episode over, I forget how many seasons it is, I think we're on season number 16, but anyways, the, the point is, is that every year it seems on the Bering Sea up in Alaska where they're uh, doing this crab fishing, there is a rescue. There is a boat that goes down. And once a boat goes down and their EFERB goes off or, or they call for Mayday, uh, there is basically a 24-hour window in which someone can live in a survival suit or in a raft on the Bering Sea in 33 degrees of water. You have 24 hours. And if the Coast Guard or another boat does not get to you in that time period, you are going to die of exposure. And so whenever that happens, it is a rescue mission, whether it's a helicopter that is coming, whether it's another boat that is coming, and it's clear you need to get out of the water or you will die. 
And in our lives, when, when sin came into the world, and this goes all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, and it, it is the problem of, of the world in which we live, that sin problem, that, that it became a rescue mission. That once we fell into not water, not freezing water, but when we fell into sin, that we have this time period, each one of us does. It's not 24 hours, but it's the time of our lives. It's the time, sometimes the Bible calls it a time of grace. The time where we have to come to know Jesus as our Savior. And so that is the, was Jesus' mission, was to come into this world to save us to come into this world to pull us out of sin, to, to come and, and bring us back into a right relationship with God uh, and, and to take, us, take that sin away. So understand this as before you can even begin to understand the purpose of your life, you need to understand the purpose of Jesus' life. Jesus lived on mission, a life on mission, and his was a rescue mission to save you from sin. Paul goes on. He said, since they did not know the righteousness of God, and now he's talking again about the, the Israelites that he was talking about in verse 1. Since they did not know the righteousness of God, and these words are painful, sought to establish their own righteousness, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. And so he's saying that, that the Israelites understood that there was this sin problem, and they even had God's word, which pointed ahead to the coming Christ. But because they didn't understand the concept of God's grace, they, they didn't understand the concept that God was going to rescue them. Again, I go back to the, the illustration of, of being in the Bering Sea in the water, Swimming towards shore is not going to help you. You're, you're hundreds of miles away and you have 24 hours. If you try to swim, you are going to die. And so in this, what it's saying is that they have this rescue mission of the Christ coming, but they said, you know what, we're going to save ourselves. And the way we're going to try to save ourselves before God to be right with God is to be self-righteous. We're going to try harder. We're going to try to good pe be people, be good people. We're going to try to be the type of person God wants us to be. And when you do that, you set yourself up for failure. Paul, on the other hand, says Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. And so the fill-in is this, and this is, man, this is so counterintuitive, just warning you. Finding the purpose or the mission or whatever you want to call it, the purpose of your life starts with the realization that it is not about me. It's not about you. And so as we look at this, and, and if you read through the Bible, I, this is such a, a really interesting concept that every account that you look at, if, if you know names like people like Moses or Abraham or David or Jonah or John or Peter or whoever it was, you have all of these different accounts. None of those accounts are really about those people. 
all of those accounts, what they have in common is, the, the, the thread that holds them together, they are about God. And they are about the grace of God. And, and so we, we see in there the, the God's love for them. And, and hopefully as we, we, we see their lives, we can see God's love for us as well. And also as we think about this life on mission, it's, it's Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he goes to death. His mission, if he chooses to accept it, is to go to that cross, to make the payment for sin. And Jesus accepted that message and went to the cross and made the payment and three days later rose from the dead. Mission impossible was not only mission possible, but mission accomplished through Christ. And that is the backstory and the beginning of the story of your life. And so it all starts that as you look at your life by saying, my life is not about me. My life is, is a, a showcase for the love and grace of God, for others to be able to see him and his love in me. We continue. Romans 10, 5 to 8. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. So, so what he's saying is Moses wrote about that other way, that if, if you think that it's going to be about you and it's going to be about you being self-righteous, newsflash, you got to keep every one of those laws. So, so Moses said that from the start. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. As I was reading these words, I, I couldn't help but think of Hercules uh, from Greek mythology. And if, if you have done any study of Greek mythology and Hercules, uh, you might remember that there were 12 labors or, or 12 things that Hercules needed to do, that, that he was assigned to do. But what you might not know is that the reason why Hercules was given these 12 tasks was because when he had gone temporarily insane, he killed his wife and child. And it was because he was guilt-ridden for what he had done and all those things that they gave him, these, these 12 labors that he was supposed to do. And again, getting deeper into the story, these were the ideas of Hera, the wife of Zeus, because she thought it would kill Hercules. And so that was her goal, uh, was to have Hercules dead. And for some reason, that Hercules' story, I think, captures how people view getting into a proper relationship with God. That I have to do something dramatic. I have to do something that, that is beyond comprehension. And so, as he says there, that, that it's like this, who's going to go up? I'm going to have to go to the highest height or I'm going to have to go to the deepest depth. I'm going to have to do something to find this meaning of life, or I'm going to have to do something to, to earn it or find it. It can't be as easy as God simply giving it to me. 
And the righteousness by faith says that is exactly what it is. God is right here. And wherever you are today listening to this message, Jesus is there. Jesus is here. He's he's this close. He's as close as you are to his word right now. This is where we come into contact with God. No need to do all these things. No, no No need to go to the heights, to go to the depths. But God is here. And so in the blank, you can put, don't think that you need to go far. Don't think that you need to go far to find God's purpose for your life. He is closer than you think. Again, he is closer than you think. We go on to the next portion, to Romans 10, verses 8 through 13. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And, and I have to believe when the people heard those words, who, anyone, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, that it was mind-blowing to them. That, that they would look at, at their lives and all of the things, all of the dead ends that they had gone down trying to find purpose and meaning in so many different things. And, and for Paul to say, no, it's not about that at all. It, it's about God and what he's done for you in Jesus Christ. And, and the beauty of it is anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And in that, anyone includes you and it includes me. One of the things that probably as, you, as you're listening to this, you're not going to catch unless you have a Bible in front of you, is that in this section, uh, in Romans 10, between verses 5 and 15, he references the Old Testament seven times. So he has seven Old Testament quotes within 10 verses as he talks about a righteousness that we have that comes through Jesus. And he does that for a reason. Remember, this was originally written to the Jewish people that he had a heart for them. And so what he was trying to do is say, what I'm telling you about this righteousness that comes to God through Jesus, this isn't something new. This isn't something I'm making up. But I just referenced Moses and the prophets seven times to show that, that this is something for you as well. Uh, that, that you would accept as being an, a, a Jew from the Old Testament. This is right in line with what God is saying. And so in the blank, you can write this. God's message, God's message that changes my heart becomes my purpose because his grace is for all. And so as we look at that, again, it's a message. It's a truth. It's something to be shared. It's, it's information. Uh, when you think about it, it it's a message. And the way that I think about the, this message being for all a little bit is um, uh, if, you're, if you're around Phoenix at all, uh, you would know this, that 
I don't know what they're doing with the I-10, but every weekend they are shutting it down. And it is a mess. And, it, and it, I don't, again, if you're traveling from out of town, from California, or you're trying to get through, all they do, it, they just shut it. And, and the traffic has to go and exit. And then you have to figure out how to get back on. And so what they do do, though, is on the, the there's a message, I-10's closed. And it, and it doesn't tell you what to do. It simply says, here's some information, I-10 is closed. But I tell you, what's also great is when you get the sign that says I-10 is open. And then now all of a sudden traffic can move again and you can get where you need to be. And in some ways, the law says the road to heaven is closed. And I know the type of people you, I know, I can tell right now, you're the kind of people like me. It says road closed, I'm driving past the sign to see if maybe it's actually open. That maybe if I get far enough, and it's not until I get to the trench that I'm like, oh yeah, it is closed. I'm not, I'm not getting across here. Then I have to turn around and go the other way. The road to heaven is closed because of sin. But the message of the gospel is, the road to heaven is open to all through Jesus Christ. And with those words, it, it's, it's, the road is open, is, is an invitation is in that word. An invitation to take that, that highway, to, to go and, and enjoy the, the, the straightest shot you have to get where you're going. And that's the beauty in the same way of the message of the gospel. The way is open. And it's been opened by Christ, and it's open for all. The final words we have then are Romans 10, 14 to 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The, the final thing that, that Paul is sharing is this problem. Or, and, and it's a sad one that this way is open, but there are still people who don't know about it. And how are they going to know about it un, unless someone says something to them? And so those words begin to give a mission and a purpose to those of us who do know. And it is clear that this message is one that is meant to be shared. And so this is how we live and we begin life on mission with the message. The message is, is this, is the way to heaven is open for all through Jesus Christ. And so as you consider that, that, that understand that is the message that you have heard, that is the message that you have received, and this is also the message then that is to be shared. And that is a shared responsibility for each and every one of us to share that with anyone who doesn't know it as we come across them in our lives. And so in the blank, you can write, other people live in ignorance of what Jesus has done. They just don't know. God's purpose for my life is to share his love with them. And 
one of the things that it says in there, I, I love this, it's a, quote, it's a quote from Isaiah, and that is, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And when uh, he said this, the, the feet of these people, usually of someone who brought good news, they were nasty. I'm just gonna tell you, and the reason why is they would have sandals maybe, and even those sandals weren't like decent sandals like we have, and they would be people who would have to cross mountain passes, and you know, if they're running, they're probably kicking rocks, they're probably bloody uh, and dusty and dirty and grimy, and, and you would look at their feet and you'd be like, that is so gross. But those feet are made beautiful because they are the feet that carried the messenger who brought good news. And that, that I, you know, I, I just think about that. that. That would be like me being on the side of the road and uh, a friend comes with a clunky old car, but that car is so beautiful because it's so much better than walking. And, and it's that, that same beauty, but it's talking about you. And, and what it's saying is that as you share this message, as you live a life on message or a life on mission with the message that God gives, you also, even in all your quote-unquote ugliness, Maybe, maybe you're not the best speaker. Maybe it could be said different ways. Maybe your personality sometimes is a little abrasive. I don't, whatever that is, even that becomes beautiful when God uses you as a tool and a mouthpiece for his gospel. I've seen this in so many different ways of, of people that I would have never considered a missionary. And even the, the, the witness that they had, the, the conversation they had, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have said it that way. It was beautiful and it was perfect because it directed them to their friend to Christ and they heard it and they received it. As you look at the purpose of your life, understand first of all how God's purpose impacts it. Uh, that that the, the mission, the rescue mission of Jesus has already impacted you. Your sins are forgiven. You are right with God. And now the purpose of your life, as you worship God, as you have fellowship with other Christians, discipleship, uh, and, and serve him, don't miss the final piece, which is reaching out with that gospel, sharing uh, sharing the faith, sharing the good news that has been shared with you. The next step that, uh, that I have here is really the bottom line. We started with me telling about my father-in-law, say it in a sentence or two, here's what I have for you today as I think about the purpose of my life. It starts with this, the purpose of Jesus' life was to come and give his life for mine, and it is finished. My purpose is to worship him, to worship God by sharing what he has done for me. And I hope this is a purpose statement for your life that you can embrace and, and begin to follow as you live your life on mission, on purpose. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you uh, that you have come into this world on a rescue mission. And you, you have, each one of us can say that we are we are saved, that we have been pulled out of sin and, and into your family uh, through the good news of Jesus, and we thank you for that. Now, Lord, help us to live our lives with purpose. Help, help us to have uh, 
clear purpose in our lives, and also have a feeling of accomplishment as we realize, uh, as we share your word and as we follow you, it, it is a blessing for eternity. Please give us opportunities to share you with others. And as we do it, Lord, please bless it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as you go today, go with the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.